Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my dear friends, Philip and Bianca. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's actually doing a video tutorial for people overseas of the dance to the Nutbush. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? Yeah, we're good. Good, good, good. Good as can be, Bianca. How are you? I'm actually really pumped because I like the Nutbush and it's stuck in my head, so... Excellent. True. Well, I, I'm, I'm well. It, it seems appropriate that there are tunes stuck in your head because we've got a rollicking first topic for us this week. We are actually going to be discussing misheard song lyrics. We certainly are. Um, we are. Now, we all know we've been guilty of singing the wrong words in a song from time to time. Sometimes it's intentional, but most times it's not. Yeah, now um, we do know... Oh my goodness. Now we do know that um, <laughs> Drew... You are a culprit of um, some in- uh, intentional ones. Um, now, this is one that is probably the bane so, of the existence so of me and Bianca. This is the bane of my existence because there's so many songs that I now hear with your name in it. And I'm here it's not without Drew, baby. No, see, no, no, that, no, Drew, now this, no. Now I think I think you know Drew, what's funny, Bianca. Uh, Drew, Drew seems to think Drew, that it's Drew, like this joke Drew, of like, Drew. Oh, Drew, don't do that. No, we want to kick your head in whenever you do it because it is you know, it, horrific. It's it's, it's horrifying. <laughs> and I actually, you know, when you get really bad anxiety, you kind of feel it across your chest. Yes. <laughs> this is this. This is this thing with Drew with the Drew thing. Yeah. God that's damn. how I feel every time. <laughs> I, I start singing something and then you start adding your name to it. And I'm like, no. This is like that meme where, where it goes, I'm just going to do it harder now. <laughs> mm, no. Because I see the No, no, don't finish that sentence. Drew. <laughs> and then there Guys, was silence. Guys, this is me putting in my formal resignation for this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's basically like someone, it's basically like you sitting there with your childhood toy and someone coming along and... I don't know, like um, just Say, saying that the it. voice actor was a pedophile, or like you know, if having your childhood blanket and like pouring dye on it and just watching you and staring you, I like locking eyes with you and just pouring. Thank dye you for comparing over. me to a pedophile. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> that is I meant to like. I meant to. Like, I don't think that's how aud- how our audience is going to take it. No, I meant to like something. I meant to like something loving and wholesome, and then it just gets destroyed. I'm sure, the Catholic Church means it that way too, but. That doesn't yeah. take away from what it is. <laughs> That's so funny when you Bianca, say it like that. You know that. what you just did? You just put in Drew's resume for the Catholic Church. <laughs> Father Drew. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. No. Oh, my God. I just thought you, when you become a priest, you're going to be like, peace be with you. And also with Drew. <laughs> yes. Peace be with Drew. <laughs> And also with Drew. Yeah. See, then you say it twice. There's two in one. Full circle, guys. Yeah. The name's so nice, you say it twice. Oh, I doubt it, though. Um, no. <laughs> that no. wasn't what we were encouraging. No, no, it's really not. Um, anyway. Yep. Look, yeah. <laughs> on to the misheard song lyrics. So, with the focus of this week is going to be on song lyrics that have been misheard. Drew thinks awful. Most cases, many people tend to hear the same misheard lyrics in a song and it becomes sort of, that becomes the song lyrics after a yeah. while. I know that I sing, I when I was a kid, I used to sing um, 
Run It by Chris Brown. <laughs> I used to sing Let Me See Let Me See That Hypnotic Chronic and I still hear it in my head. Let me see that hypnotic chronic. Yeah. Well, what is it really? What, let, let me see if you can run it, run it. Girl, Girl I need you can run it, run it. And you said it. hypnotic chronic. Chronic. Hypnotic chronic. I don't know why. All those That's, years listening to that so fresh. That's CD how with I it. thought of it, it. It was in year seven. I remember well, this. And one of our year seven high school friends, who we were both friends with, I was singing it, and she looked at me, and she's like, "Is that really what you think the lyrics are?" <laughs> oh, I love like, when people say that. I call like, you out on it, and yeah. then she's like, "No, it's run it, run it." And to this day, I have like embarrassment flashbacks. <laughs> Well, what's brilliant is that you had one that was so much more complex to the actual lyrics. Like, it's almost like, wait, you just heard run it, run it. No, no, it's not that simple, mate. It's way more complex than it's that. It's Chris Brown. It is that simple. Yeah, that's true because he isn't very smart. Um, yeah, look, um, well, there is one that I remember um, years ago listening to uh, Merrick and Rosso on Nova. Um, they were talking about misheard song, song lyrics. And one of the ones that they were talking about is... Um, one of Rosso's friends. You know the song Love Generation by um, Bob Sinclair? Yeah. Feel the love generation. Yeah, instead of bom, that, bom, it, bom, they heard Feel the bom, love little Asian. Bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's wow. pretty special if you ask me. That's pretty good. I like that one. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty oh, good okay. one. Okay, what about all the... There's many, many, many to Bon Jovi. Yes. Oh, I yeah. think there's like memes based on it, but, <laughs> on Bon Jovi lyrics being misheard, but... Um, one of the very common ones is it doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that make that one makes sense. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't matter if we are naked or not. Who cares? No, who cares? We're living matter. on a prayer. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. It doesn't Actually, in saying that, my, also one of my favorite ones from that song is like lemon on a chair. And then you just see the picture of lemon, <laughs> lemon on a on chair. A chair. <laughs> Uh, one of yes. one of my favorite ones. It feels like a very sort of old Australian sort of thing, and my parents would sing it around the house jokingly. It would go, "It's a long way to the shop if, if you, you want, want a sausage, sausage roll. roll." I feel like that one wasn't a misheard lyric. That was just like a bunch of high school students at one point being like, "On their walk, but it just, a sausage roll." It's yeah, stuck and then it just. Came I'm on. surprised it's not like a four and twenty eight or something like that. You know, that, that's specifically like that. for that. I yeah. mean, that's not quite the same. It's not a misheard lyric, but. Everyone actually thinks the lyrics to the song is, uh, you know, the song. Um, oh no, 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 no! It's escaping me. I can feel it escaping me. Um, <laughs> am I ever gonna see your face again? No way! Get fucked! Fuck off! <laughs> That's never been That's a part the of the song. No, but it should be. <laughs> but it's, it's the song's just, a wonderful song. But it, it needs that mm. absolutely rancid line afterwards. Yeah, it's and, wonderful. But that's an Australian thing. Like in other countries, they have no idea what that is. No. They're like that. They're, I, I remember like Americans talking about it once. And they're like, "That's not a part of the song." And we're like, "Yeah, it is. yeah." Australians yeah. like, "Have you not?" Maybe, maybe, maybe up top it's not, but yeah. down under it is. <laughs> we are. This is exactly. It's how the it extended goes. version. Yeah. yeah, but it's funny. It almost doesn't fit, but man, it fits perfectly because it's the right. It length. does, and I love how you say "fuck." twice yeah like it's fuck fuck (laughs) off it's perfect um one that i used to so so at um drew's and i drew's and i's work yes um you know there's obviously (laughs) the play the playlist going on and i genuinely thought this was actually the song lyric you know that adele song chasing pavements yeah yeah i thought it was chasing payments (laughs) I think you've been in retail too long. <laughs> I thought it was. 
I really well, thought it was. Should I just keep chasing payments? Well, what the hell is chasing payments? You know what? That would be a perfect like, like, an, like a Telstrad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but what does chasing pavements mean? What do you mean chase pavement? Payment doesn't move. But I thought it meant like someone threw money and it was like blowing away in the wind. And she's like, oh, I have to keep... Like I keep getting knocked down because I have to chase after my kind of money. Not pavements because pavement doesn't move. That's the thing about about it. So I don't understand what it means. Chasing pavements is like running down the road. It's just a way of saying like you're constantly on the run. Do you just run. picture a video where a dog's right. running down the road trying to catch a $1 bill yes. that's floating away? <laughs> that's what I thought it was. Wait, hold on. Is it, is it black and white? <laughs> yeah, but the money's not. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm But she is, but the money's not. That's yeah. how I saw it when you sang yeah, it. Yeah, but oh. but then there's the one that we all, I think. I think oh my God. I, th- I think the world consensus <laughs> here is on this one. The world believes this should be the lyrics, and this is from. Even the artist's mother believes this correct. is the lyrics. Yes, the, yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, from Taylor Swift's um, Blank Space, everyone thought that the line was um, Starbucks lovers. I got but a long list yeah, of ex-lovers. Got a long list of got ex-lovers. Got a long list of... Wait, no. No, hold on. No, I can't sing it. No, you got can't a sing long... it. No, I can't hear it. You're Starbucks lovers. Got a long list Starbucks lovers. Get along with Starbucks lovers. Oh, like get that. along with Starbucks lovers. That would... Yeah. Get along with Starbucks lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. No, I've got a long list of ex-lovers. Listen to it. If you listen, I'll listen to, to it, it again, I swear to God, read the line Starbucks Love. So my thing with Taylor Swift is that I usually don't listen to her songs because I'm not always a fan of them, but I'll go read the lyrics because I like gossip. And so I just want to know who she's writing about. Well, I saw this song live because after all, I did see her live. Ah, uh, uh, yes. I forgot. We got, we're, we're, in lonely, the, lonely we're in the Starbucks presence lovers. of a Swifty. Yeah. Of a, yeah. Big fan of Tay Tay here. I saw her um, for free at the uh, 2017 <laughs> Um, United States Grand Prix in Austin, Texas. Her only performance that entire year, live performance, and I saw it. You were um, a very lucky duck. It was just after she broke up with Calvin Harris. So she was just talking about a song that her and her ex wrote that she wasn't allowed to perform it. Boom, she's going to perform it here live for us. And she <laughs> did. You know that song that Rihanna ended up performing? I can't remember the song. But Which song? It's a song that her and... Um, <laughs> no, not no. Oh, Diamonds? I don't no. know. A no. song that her and um, Calvin Harris wrote... But then Rihanna performed in the end. <clears throat> That's that I saw that live. Um, if we turn back the clock a little bit, I think another song. Um, there's another song that uh, people often, well, not misheard, but but now I mishear it all the bloody time because the comedian <laughs> talked about it. Um, you know, Mercy by Duffy. Yeah. You know how the lyric goes. You got you begging you for mercy. Yeah, but what what do people what was the misheard? Got me begging you for birdseed. <laughs> So, and I can only hear birdseed now. From now on, I'll only ever hear birdseed. And I just, I you, can't. You know what else that comedian did, which I will always now hear? <laughs> I'm thinking all the ones that did, yes. Just let me staple the vicar. <laughs> we are yes. family. Yes, just we are let, family. Just let me state for the record. Yes, let me state for the record. Just but let you... me staple the vicar. Every time I think of, you know, the vicar of Dib. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> stapling her. Someone getting like oh. one of those staples, you know, the wall staples. Oh, and just. God. I loved on French though. Yeah, like something out yes. of Home Alone. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other ones from my childhood or something like that. Do you know which one I always loved? Because it was just hilarious. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Nirvana? Yeah. Um, classic Nirvana song. Um, 
Oh no, no, I forgot Yeah. Yeah, so the lyrics to that Smells like teen spirit. Smells like teen spirit. Yeah, okay. The actual lyrics to that make absolutely no sense. Yep. So everyone thought for the lyrics a really long time. It was I'm a lion, I'm a vinyl, I'm a skittle. I'm a beetle. <laughs> now that makes no sense, yeah? Yes. But then people found out what the actual lyrics are, which are a mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. And people were like, nah, that makes no fucking no. sense. It's better the other way. No, but you know what's funny? It's so on a level so, with I am the walrus. Well, no, but you know the song um, I'm Blue? I'm Blue. I thought it was I'm Blue. If I was green, I would die. No, so oh, okay, yeah. and it's not. It literally is just rambles. It's abadiba daba. It's like just. But it was that. apparently supposed to be that. But it's not. I still sing that because yeah. I thought that too. I'm blue. If I was green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. green, I would die. But it's not. It's I'm blue. Babadida buda. If you look up the song lyrics, it's literally babadida die. The one that got me for years <laughs> was. Bloody Sia. I love Sia, but yes. oh my God, sometimes it is very hard to understand her. And her song Elastic Heart has the line. And even even when she did the carpool karaoke with James Corden, she had to teach him the line because even he didn't know it. Mm. It goes, and I will stay up through the night. But every time I heard her, I just thought it was, and I was stabbed with the knife. <clears throat> you know the song I'm in love with the shape of you, Ed Sheeran? <laughs> yes. Um, my, the, the, my favorite misheard lyric and I heard it the first time and I was like what the fuck is what did he say yeah. I'm in love with the shape of you push and pull like a magnet do no matter how it be falling through I'm in love with your body and There's then it's really like good rhyming da, 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 da. and now my bed sheets smell like poo I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why do your bed sheets smell like poo? What did you do no, in your bed? Well, there was a song many years ago that was roses really smell like boo, boo, boo. And I always thought it was poo, poo. <laughs> it is. It's boo, boo. It's not poo, poo. It should be poo, poo. What the hell is boo, boo? It's yeah. Poo, it's boo, roses boo. really smell like poo, poo, It's poo, not poo, poo. poo. But they even like sh- yes. wave their hand in it's front of their boo. nose. And lo- no. It's not poo, poo. That's, that was. Because I that, thought it was poo. No. I was like, well, what the hell's boo? That's just them trying yeah. to be like... Ridiculous. Not, well, no, not trying to get there. Because America has weird censorship laws. Also, very <coughs> also, censorship. also, um, not a misheard song lyric, but a background tune of a song. You know, Ed Sheeran's been in a lot of trouble for stealing tunes and stuff yeah. like that. Yes. I've said this to you guys both off air many times before, <laughs> but the A-Team has a part of the chorus that is awfully similar to Bob Marley's um, uh, Buffalo... Soldier. Buffalo soldiers. The next part. Du, 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 du. That that part sounds awfully and like it's eighteen. Oh, yeah, I know what you're, which part you're talking about now. I can't remember the lyrics. They say she's in the class A team, sucking her daydream. Been this way since 18, but lately her face seems... That part? No. We are all under the, the upper hand. That, no. da, 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 the next line. Upper hand. Make love to the another man. That. That line there is exactly that the same That was so off-key. No, but it's Sorry, exactly I'm the, oh, it's better than both tonight. of us put together. But yeah, <laughs> that, that, that part there, it's funny. We sung, sung the entire part of everything else I I can I say that. Like, but it is the same tune. Make love to the another man. 
Buffalo Soldier in the Heart of America. Yeah, that's it's yeah. the same. It, it's similar. He stole it. He listened to that song and went, "Boom! I'm gonna steal that one." Just like I'm gonna steal I everything else I do. Steal allegedly. As someone who like creatively used to acquires a lot. No, no. As someone who used to compose a lot, there's just certain yeah. things that kind of get stuck in your head, yeah. and you don't mean to. And you're just like, no. Look, to to be totally honest, though, I think it is almost impossible now for someone to come up with something original as an original sound without someone turning around and claiming it as something. So I actually don't actually have a problem with that at all. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But no. Anyway, uh, let's let's get us. um, Yeah. Yeah. Look, somewhat on topic, but I've always loved how Don McLean has on many many of his live concerts um, unintentionally sung the wrong lyrics to his most famous song. So he'll be on stage singing American Pie and all of a sudden he'll be singing the lyrics to Weird Al's parody, which was all about Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. So he actually... Oh no, so he'd be, he'd be oh singing no. American Pie and... I've he, never heard that, the Al Weird Al Kavankiewicz song. I don't want to hear it because like American Pie is one of my favorite yeah, it's songs. A beautiful it's song. basically Weird Al wrote the entire plot of the Phantom Menace to the tune of American Pie before the Phantom Menace came out and he took it to Lucasfilm and apparently the, the second George Lucas heard it he just grinned and singing bye bye I'm a new Jedi no that was and you not found Jedi <laughs> you found Jedi there we go that works my, well, I'm, my, I'm, I'm the guy I'm the new widow no that's worse than maybe I came Vader up with. someday later now he's just a small fry sure you need to stop I've, I'm actually a better song, songsmith than um, don't ruin my favorite song songsmith <laughs> but yeah um <laughs> Don McLean <laughs> claims his kids played Weird Al's version well, so much that it gets stuck in his head. Well, um, if we're talking about misheard song lyrics and stuff like that, I guess to that same sort of vein, that's a little bit like, um, <clears throat> you know, again, we're talking about how there's a comedian, Peter Kay's name is that we found him and he mm. does a whole segment on misheard song lyrics. Someone's actually made a, like a lyric video basically to, um, you know, Fallout Boys, This Ain't a Scene, It's, it's an Arms a- Race. <coughs> so someone's this made a yeah. So someone's made a video of that with misheard song lyrics on it. It's sensational. It's wonderful. Also into cats. When the first time I ever heard that song, I actually thought it was this ain't a scene. It's a um something about a farmed space. I can't remember, but I used to think I, I was like, why are they singing about farming? But I really liked the song anyway, so it, I was just like, oh well. It was, so and I never looked because- up the lyrics. Well, because yeah. it played on the radio so much and they had to mute out God Damn, it, it's it muffles a, the whole chorus. It's a good... Yeah, I, I just remember it was something about farm space that I always thought it was. And I was like, I don't know what this is talking farm about, but it's a nice space. Song. Oh, dear. But anyway, um, yeah, look, that's misheard song lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear some of your favorite ones. Um, yes, we would. On all of our socials. We'd love to hear them, honestly, or just let us know in person because... We know you won't write it on our Facebook or anything like that. Um, but yeah, let's get to a commercial. Radio advertising reaches one of the widest audiences in Australia. But why settle there? Podcast advertising reaches the global community. And who can resist the appeal of going global? Our show currently has advertising spaces available. So contact us now at kentandthesteeringteam at gmail.com to book your spot today. And we are back. Um, guys... Have you guys uh, heard about the latest cancel culture stuff? Uh, no. What? It's probably what? got cancelled before we could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure I'm about to find out to tell. So as you know, on this podcast, we always talk about cancel culture, positive and negative. Yep. Yes. Uh, and 
this week is no different, obviously. Um, the mm-hmm. BBC chief of creative diversity, Miranda Wayland, has said this week, well, end of last week, uh, that Luther, the series, did not feel authentic because it did not contain enough black culture. Discuss. <laughs> wait. <laughs> hang on. So the creative... <laughs> the, wait, hang on. Um, the chief of creative diversity who was hired in 2019 and a 2019. But so, but so Luther's the one with um, Idris Elba. Yeah. Okay. So very, so, very famous, very, very popular series. Lot of, won a lot of and awards a, and also a yeah. very famous black actor. But, very, very famous. This, Not just black, but a dark skinned black actor. Like black as but so so. But this doesn't feel authentic because it doesn't contain enough black culture. Is that not kind of racist? It might be, and that's what I've actually been struggling with with this because of the way that it was worded. So, explain. Miranda Wayland, uh, sorry, she started February 2020, said in a quote, when it first came out, everybody loved the fact that Idris Elba was in there, a really strong black character lead. We all fell in love with him, and who didn't, right? But after you got into about the second series, you got kind of like, okay, he doesn't have any black friends. He doesn't eat any Caribbean food. This doesn't feel authentic. But he's, but he's not. F- oh my god! <laughs> but that's like that's uh, racial profiling. I- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that not being racist because you're basically pigeonholing him in after having to be literally one thing? Like he can't, he can't have white friends because he's a black guy. He has to eat Caribbean food. He can't eat like McDonald's because he's a black guy. Like. Are you shitting me? No, I haven't seen Luther, but I know in the first series he did actually have a co-worker who was black. And I think yeah, in the fourth series as well. This. But I'm I but yeah, okay, so I go back and forth on it, basically. It's because on one hand, maybe he isn't the authentic black experience because it was <laughs> what written the fuck does that mean? by a white dude. But on the other yeah. hand, I'm Middle Eastern. I have exactly one Middle Eastern friend and he lives in Norway. Sorry, not Norway, Netherlands. Oh, come on. You know my Middle Eastern friend. Um, (laughs) I don't eat Middle Eastern food all the time in saying that I did have pide yesterday. (laughs) Because it's delicious. And I didn't like, I sorry. and, And I don't like have hummus all the time. And like, I'm not the authentic Middle Eastern experience, but I am Middle Eastern. So... I don't know. It feels a bit... And, and there was other people on Twitter, which I just found mm-hmm. when this all came out. There was other two people on Twitter who are black and were like, I don't eat Caribbean food. I don't... Also, Idris Elba's... Like, he, I think he is Caribbean, but I don't think all black people... I think, I think in this, he's playing an African from yeah. Africa, not an Africa for, African from uh, the Caribbeans. Well... So well, this is like this is like the time that um, Sophia, who's been on the show before, she was doing um, writing a piece. Uh, I'm not sure what it was for specifically, but it was at university, university level. She was writing a piece talking about black people from the UK, or, or the, the the thing that she was writing happened to have people that were black from um, living in the UK, and the person marking it crossed it out and wrote African American. They're neither from Africa nor America. They're from the UK. 
why the fuck They're would they African be African of race and from the UK? But that- why would you cross it off and put African American? That is completely not what they are. That's like saying that I am American. I'm Australian. But that's also sorry. What that also saying? bothers me about African Americans in that way. And I understand right now in America there is a massive cultural divide between the black and white communities. Yeah. But in Australia, the way we've grown up, after you're about third generation Australian, you don't talk about yourself being, you know, Italian yeah. and all that. You're Australian by that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. you say I'm, you know. I'm part this or I've got a bit of this in me. My background My is background this, but is, I am. But like, I, you wouldn't say yeah, you, you're, you're, you're Italian-Australian anymore. You're Greek-Australian anymore. You're Australian by that point. I am yeah. Australian. So why is someone that's that's like third generation and I don't think this American, is, why do they have to be called African-American? Yeah, and I don't color. think it's the African-American community so much. I think it has to do with their version of the racial divide. Yeah. This is a bit off topic again, but mm. I think it actually has to do with the version of the racial divide where... There's like American and there's African American, and it just feels always weird to me. Yeah, there's a gap. There is a gap, and it's just it's even in the way that they use their language, yeah. and I, that's quite sad. And I don't understand it. No, I, I but, say it because that's how they want to like that's how everyone wants to be referred to, but I don't get it. Well, well, that's a bit like I mean, you know, I mean, speaking of that very very briefly, if we look at America, uh, massive news out of America this week. Obviously, George Floyd's murderer um, was sentenced to three counts of. Um, Murder and manslaughter, manslaughter, which I haven't read murder. about yet, so I'm uh, not quite sure. Uh, was about. it was it murder in the first degree, murder in the third degree, and um, manslaughter, something like that? Yeah, manslaughter in some degree. But yeah, but basically, yes, that's an enormous thing out of America. But but mm. turning attention, which thank God, because yes. that was shit. Absolutely, yep. person who was like on camera killing someone was sentenced to the murder they committed yep. on camera. Um, but turning our attention back to this thing, uh, this this. Uh, Unfortunately, I think is a great example of, and when I say this, I mean this Idris Elba um, Luther situation with Miranda Wayland. Um, I feel like this is a a situation of political correctness gone mad. It's gone too far to but, the point where it's actually flipped to the other end of it. Yeah, where basically it's the idea that like, you know, it reminds me of a Simpsons episode where Maggie is in a children's pool wearing children's floaty and the water is no higher than Maggie's ankles. Mm. And she walks into the deep end, which is about up to her knee rather than her ankle. And um, and then um, we have uh, Marge pick her up and go, no, Maggie, go to the shallow end <laughs> and pick her up and move her back. That's what this kind of feels like. It's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, it's all a bit ridiculous, I think. No, no, stay with your black friends and your Caribbean food. Yeah, like, they're basically saying, I um, just, don't. I, it's not, okay, and again, admittedly, you know, fill your Cypriot, but you eat Cypriot, which is similar to Greek food, and I eat Turkish food, and I eat Greek food because I'm Greek. True, you're the Aussie amongst us. Yeah, I'm first <laughs> generation on one side because my mother was born in India, I've grown up eating Indian food. There you go. So and, like, and that's British India, and she was second generation born there, and before that it was English, German, and Portuguese. Like, it, it's there you go. So like, but you we don't you don't always eat it. Like, no, it's, that's not God. No, it's not every night, no. and like it makes no. And you know we adapted and eat pizza and shit. Like, we, we but people that eat KFC about. every night but, are they all from so, Kentucky? So yeah. the actor Idris Elba last week cryptically posted on his Instagram story the quote, we must not pull ourselves backward, only push ourselves forward. That's all he's said about this so far. 
Good man. Look, we also have a quote from the BBC. The BBC is committed to its continued investment in diversity and recent BBC One dramas I May Destroy You and Small Acts are a testament to that. Of course, people can have discussions about our shows, but that doesn't mean it's a statement of policy. There were also other black actors on the show, but there oh, were This wasn't many. a part of their statement, sorry. This no, was just... sorry. Yeah. But yeah, there, there were other black actors on the show. When Mi Masaku played Luther's partner in the later seasons, DS Catherine Halliday, and Nikki Amuka Bird played a fellow detective, Aaron Gray. So it's not like he is the only representation in there. And again, it, it is a small amount of black people, but it's also a very small cast. It's not like yeah. there's it's a cast of 20 and there's four people. Also, I don't think it's misrepresentation of its subject matter either. Well, that I don't know because I don't really know much about the no, law, the criminal. Same. So I can't comment on that, but... Look, the, the thing with this is that it's kind of like... The, I think the point is, the point should be that any character, any, any actor can play any character. Yeah. That's what that, that's what diversity is. Well, that's It the- doesn't necessarily, I mean, there is, obviously there is the side of diversity, which I'm sure Miranda Whalen was getting at, which is we need to show characters of certain um, races and stuff and show other cultures. Mm. Yes. But it doesn't mean you have to take away the fact that any actor can play any character and that's what she's and kind of saying. This isn't really enough. that's what the really important part of Luther is. So in the early 2000s, because of Grey's Anatomy, Shonda Rhimes, who was the creator of Grey's Anatomy, did this. All of the characters on her show uh, from the first season of Grey's, absolutely none of them were described mm. in her. Mm-hmm. Like normally when you write a script, you describe the characters. She yep. did not describe anyone, any, any of them for except for their personalities. Just to say, she's strict, yep. she's this, she's that. Mm. There was you a need character, to do your rounds now. Yeah, there's a character called Matt Miranda TV. Bailey and her nickname in the first season is the Nazi. And that's all she put in the description. A tiny black woman plays Miranda Bailey. <laughs> she is tiny. I love her. She's my favorite character on the show. You need to do your rounds now. And it was because they did blind casting. She did not give them any racial thing. Neil yep. Cross has done the same. Yep. He never specified Luther's race. Yep. Uh, he gave them the scripts and he gave them his original story to the casting directors and said, cast whoever you want. This is what I've written. Pick an actor. Yep. And Idris Elba was the best one for the role. Yep. Neil Cross is a white man. He's come out and said yep he applauded the casting mm-hmm. um and he never but he never had any expert well actually i think phillips you got the quote yeah yeah okay so um basically what he said was um i have no knowledge or expertise or right to try and ta- uh, try to tackle in some way the experience of being a black man in modern britain it would have been an act of tremendous arrogance for me to try to write a black character we would have ended up with a, a slightly embarrassed ignorant middle class white writer's idea of a black character so see uh, this reminds me a lot of what happened with the casting for harry potter and the cursed child where they cast a black actress to play hermione in it and there was all this big controversy about it and then jk rowling went forward and goes go back and read the books I never said what race no, she well, was. Well, hang on here. We need to be careful because J.K. Rowling is probably the most fruitcake nutcase person ever. So I'd be terrified to have any sort of endorsement from her in their history of life. No, that but aside, this is. But this is. Let, pr- that aside and pretend. Suddenly, all of this that, is now a disaster. She's a nut, but 
people did go read through that and you can't actually find any reference to Hermione's race yeah. in the story. But I've always found it was funny that she used to write like when people get scared, Hermione paled. Mm. And like really stickler racists were like, see, she's white. No, black black people pale too. Everyone pales. It's just when the blood runs clear from your face. That's all. Yeah. Um, but that had more to do with who Hermione was as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Psychopath. Look, I, I would like to say like probably <sighs> advocately, you know, you know, What's the word that I'm looking for? Playing to the devil? Devil's, devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. You said the two words. You said advocating <laughs> and devil. Guys, it's almost devil. midnight. Cut me some slack. <laughs> Playing devil's advocate. Maybe Miranda Whalen has a point. Yep. And maybe having a black writing staff would have helped in this situation. Yep. However, Neil Cross wrote every single episode of that series. I don't think he actually had a writing team. I think he had an editing team. Yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure he did not have a writing team. And every character he wrote for that, he wrote colorblind. He didn't... He, no. He never said to any of the casting directors, this is what race we need to have this character. This is who this is. Because this it is. wasn't for him about the race. Yeah. It yeah. was about the story. Which, you know, you can argue, you know, but race is integral to a lot of people and a lot of characters. But it's also not to a lot of other people. But it doesn't, but yeah, that's it doesn't the thing. serve to a lot every of people, story. Not everyone no, cares it, that deeply. And it doesn't matter. Just because you are, you may be a person of color still doesn't mean that race needs to be something of importance to you. It just doesn't mean but that. But there are a lot of people who are people of color and people of minorities you know, we were talking about it earlier today. We were talking about gay being a personality. Mm. Not every gay person. I, I, our very good friends, Carmen and Audrey, we mm. had a discussion the other night of how sometimes I forget they're lesbians and it's not because they're not. It's because they don't behave it's like because, stereotypes. It's because when you watch a television show mm. of lesbians or gays, for some reason, I, I was thinking about this in regards to Modern Family, every one of Mitch and Cam's problems are either because of their gay mm. or solved by their gayness. Yes. Yeah. Which I love Modern Family. It's one of my favorite shows. Mm. But me being bisexual does not like... Why I, would that I, ever I, be I your solution? There is, there is never a situation I'm in where my sexuality determines how I... I mean, okay, sometimes. but No, no, but come on. But like, realistically, realistically, no. My day-to-day work life, how I interact yeah. with my family and friends, yeah. Yeah. my sexuality never dictates yeah. how I act. Yeah. So it's that thing of when does when does your, I guess, minority status or your your, mm. your race or your ethnicity or your sexuality, when does that become your life, your your personality, yeah. versus when is when are you telling a story mm. about a bunch of people? It, it feels like we're, we're doing this tightrope act at the moment where we, we are trying to show minority representation to make the minorities no longer be a minority. But at the same time, we're also trying to tell stories where... We only tell minority stories. Well, no, well, no. no we're, we're trying to tell stories where um, what would be considered a minority or something like that is is just normal. A really good example of that is Shit's Creek and what Dan Levy did to write character that was 
where, where it is just normal. It's not what dictates. In all of Shit's Creek, there is only one episode that's based on sexuality, where yeah. where the where where um David's sexuality is his storyline. Yeah, there is no other story because for the rest of the st- even though he's very camp and you know thing. His personality isn't being gay. That's just him being very eccentric. Yeah. Because you look at his mother and you're like, that's why he's like that. Yeah. But but, but they only address David's sexuality once, once in the whole show. Once in four, five seasons. Yeah. yeah. They, they talk about it once and it's dealt with. It, it is then, not a big deal. It's dealt with then. Yeah. Because people were questioning. Yep. Because he had such good chemistry with um, Stevie. Stevie. Yep. And everyone was wondering why. They answered it. They moved on. He got married in the end, but he, apart from um, what do you call it, storyline of coming out. Yeah, David's. David's partner. Yeah. I've forgotten everyone's name by this point, but um, the actor's name is Noah something. Um, yeah. Apart from like that storyline, there was very, very tiny things that had to do with sexuality. Yeah. And I appreciated that as someone of the community. I, like, because I, I didn't want, I didn't, I, well, no. But but that's it. And I, that, and yeah, surgery. You go. I, well, I think that's a, that's a prime example of where we need to get to. But I feel like they're they're trying to get through. Let's make all these minority representation stories first before we get to just and, and not I think, making a big deal. No, out and, of I, it. and I think that's that's ridiculous. And that's what I think that here, Miranda Whalen. I think that's why she's kind of talking out her ass here. In that mm. she's kind of she's not respecting the fact that. We're at the point where, and everyone's okay with the fact that we have a person of color playing a character and living their life. And she's almost like, nope, that character's wrong because actually they need to be more kind of, um, you know, sticking out like a sore thumb and be more stereotypical. God, can you imagine the notes coming down to him? Idris, you're doing great, wonderful work, but but me more black. black. Can you be more black? Like, are you and he just looks at himself me? and like, are you serious? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. But just randomly, quickly, because I completely forgot about this. Between there's a difference between making it all about the thing or being inauthentic. Because we have complained on the show before mm-hmm. about the stand show bump, yes, and how they depict ethnics that in is Australia, and how totally. the the kid swears at the father, and the father just looks disappointed and walks off. No, if no, that, no, no. That... If you're a wog and you swear at your f- parent. You are belted and kicked yeah. out of the house. And when we say "well," we mean you know your parents have the accent. You they they have an accent in there. Like my parents wouldn't do that because one of my parents is Scandinavian, the other one is Wog. But he don't have the accent. He not fob. He's not going to be doing no. that. You know. No, it has to be a certain type of Wog. And this this yeah. family work because they were the very this was you have to do this this way. You have to go to church. You have to do this. Yeah. No, no, you would have. You swear you would have dead. dead. Yeah. And, and the fact that because they would already focused so much on the culture, yeah. then to get the culture wrong, no, yeah. that's bad. That hurt. But <laughs> that, that was so bad. Oh, how dare you do that? And then me. the fact they had an Asian baby for two white kids, that was really weird too yeah. as well. But anyway, then, but in Luther, none of it focuses on the culture. It's all about the crime. It's all about- It's about the character. It's about literally- This about- character getting yes. through life. It's not about his- It's not like, about the culture. No. It- <sighs> It, Sorry. I think it's wrong. I think it feels racist. It does. Yeah. I agree. I feel a bit uncomfortable. It Reverse like... racism is still racism. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but anyway. On that note, we should probably get to what the quote. Indeed. And now it's time to get back to what the quote. Last week's quote was, 
And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Absolutely it was. And uh, that was from Edgar Allan Poe, The Raven. Mm. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Philip, what is this week's quote? It doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. That is a very, 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 very good quote. Uh, but if you know what it's from, please reach out to us on any of our socials and we'll be there to listen. And we are back again. Uh, another one. Boys, this week I shared with you a compilation video um, of this absolute friggin' legend who basically parodies dumb customers' interactions and what, as retail workers, you'd really love to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. obviously can't because, you know, you got to treat customers well. Uh, apparently, uh, upper management gets mad at those things if you don't. Yeah, they don't, they don't really appreciate it. Um, but Bianca, <laughs> you know, this is probably the single greatest thing I've ever been forwarded. Um, You're welcome. Yes, uh, thank you very much for that. I've now been forwarded it by um, several other people. Um, Drew, you and I have forwarded it onto oh, God, we have. many other people. Yes. Like, th- this is amazing. It's, it's going everywhere. I mean, we've just been sending it all around, particularly our uh, co-workers yes. and uh, people that would relate. But... Like it's stretched as far as the global Twitter verse. LeBron James has shared this thing. Um, Peyton Reed, who directed both the Ant Man films, shared it as there is an Ant Man shout out in one of the videos. Yep. Even Patton Oswalt shared it. Like it, it is taking off everywhere right now. Absolutely. And look now for for some other reasons, um, the specifics of this video compilation appeals more highly to people like Drew and myself. Um, a little bit more than some other people. But um, we'll look, we'll play you a couple of clips from this compilation. You just lost yourself a customer. You think I own this business? You think I own Ikea? I'm a part-time employee halfway through a two-week notice. I don't give a shit. I'm telling all my friends not to shop here. Tell them. You think I want five other yous running around the store? Have them call me, I'll tell them. You think you hate this place more than me? I work here. I know the sale ended last week, but can I still get a discount? Do you hear yourself? We can't go backwards. Time marches on. You want the sale from 15 years ago too? When's it end, Diane? You want that price? You're gonna have to go through the quantum realm with Ant-Man. Do you know how much money I spend here? More than you should. Meatballs ain't that good. Save your money. End my time. Doesn't matter how much you spend here. We don't thank our donors. This isn't PBS. I'd like to speak to your manager. I'd like to speak to your mother. Tell her she should be embarrassed. She raised someone to act like a baby in public. You want to speak to the manager, please? Manager doesn't know what's going on. Haven't you ever worked anywhere before? I love this. It makes me so happy. Look, it pretty much (laughs) nails every retail experience. Oh, Um, God. It just, uh, like, again, nails it. It is... Oh, standing there opposite a customer, sometimes you just want to unload with some of the things that he says. It's just amazing. I would love to tell someone that I'm oh. that, that that I want to call their mother because I'm em- just they should be embarrassed. I love it. It's just yes. Well, oh, you don't want to shop here anymore. All right, fine. Get out. Go. You want to speak to the manager? I want to speak to your mother. We haven't said it. this, but his name is Scott Stye- Size. 
Yes. Cyrus. And he is a comedian on TikTok and you can go follow him if you want for more. Because other than those clips, there is actually a lot more. He's mm. had... Instagram as well. He's got a great Yeah, Instagram. he's got an yeah. Instagram as well. I, um, I went and did a bit of research about him and it turns out he recently did an interview with an online uh, publication. Mm-hmm. It was the dailydot.com. And he talked about his inspiration. He worked uh, three years for a retail establishment that inspired many of the videos. And it, he basically, the, the music that you hear in all but one of the videos was what inspired him to do it because he heard the drop in the music and went, oh, this would be a great opportunity to do this back and forth to it. His Sorry, I absolutely love the video where they use the Wonder Woman theme. Right. That is so funny for the for the workers for the people who come at like yeah and you suck yourself up for your shift so, yeah and the workers so the when work. i watched that i had just come off a nine to five shift and that morning we had talked about how uh, another co-worker had seen the customers waiting at the gate ready to try and get in Ugh. and had even been trying to cut through the gate when co-workers were coming in before the store opened do you, do you guys want a satisfying story yes something please. that i did um do you know the the one where it's like, you know, the people come in 10 minutes before it closes. Yes. Oh, yeah. At, and they're like, you'll be walking to the exit. You'll you quickly going to the exit. Yeah. We, I worked at Typo, uh, Cotton On franchise. Yep. Yeah. And anyone who's ever worked at Cotton On um, knows that, I don't know if it's still the policy, but 10 years ago, it was the policy that if a customer work walks in 10 minutes to closing, you keep the store open. Hmm. Picture this, Christmas Eve, 2011. Uh, it was my brother's partner's birthday. And my brother said, I'm going to come pick you up mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to go out to dinner, all of us. I was working with my best friend at the time and it was, it was supposed to finish at 9.30. We had been told there were cameras in the store. I learned a lot later that there weren't. They had lied to us. So we got told that uh, at any moment, HR could be watching. So we had to behave all the time. Ten, it was like 9.30, we're supposed to finish 10 o'clock or something or whatever. And there's people everywhere because we worked right next to Chinatown. So people were just happy to flow straight, through, straight on yeah. in and through. So it was Christmas Eve. We were packed. Christmas Eve. Come on, get out. I was out. restocking as quickly as we were selling uh, my friend was at the cash register and then I was at the cash register because we needed two people at once to get through it. My brother and his partner arrived. Um, they were waiting for us because they were going to pick us up because it's late at night and I worked in the city. Um, and then more people came and more people came and it was 11 o'clock and then it was Jeez. midnight and brother's like, no, we got to go now. And I'm like, I, we can't, we've got cameras in this store, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, we could lose our jobs. Yep. We were both dirt poor at the time. Yeah. Um, so it was getting close to 12.30. And as you two know, I love my sleep. Oh, yes. yeah. And then I lost it because I was tired. I jumped on. If you've ever been to uh, Typo, they've got those like wooden, table wooden tables. Yep. And it had pencils on it, but it had all been like half taken out. Yep. And we're supposed to clean the store before we leave. We did not clean the store that night. Good. Um, and plus I was working Boxing Day. So I was like, fuck it. I'll deal with it then. Yeah. Um, yep. This is going to be my problem. Yeah. Um, I climbed up on the table. Um, 
used one of the stepladders, climbed up on the table, knocked over a can of pencils. And I go, everyone, if you are not holding your purchases, you need to get to the door now. And I told my brother, go to the door. Do not let anyone else in. Yeah. And shut it. Yes. And Brilliant. we shut it. And everyone was like, oh, no, no, no. like, you know, we still got stuff to do. We got, no, it was Christmas Tough day shit. by this point. I want it out. Um, I kicked everyone out of the store. And <laughs> my friend was like, no, no, we should just let the people who, you know, are in line purchase stuff. I'm like, no. I'm like, they need to go. They've had long enough. We were meant to be closed three hours ago. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you have 12 months to make that purchase. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, no, we kicked everyone out. I remember how messy the store was. And again, we're supposed to like do all of this stuff before we left. We counted the money and that was it. Shut the door. Because we couldn't couldn't turn off the computer until we put all the the money into the machine. Yeah, of course. Uh, So we counted the money. And then we left. How was the response from the higher ups? Did they pay you for the extra hours? Well, or? so that, okay. So that admittedly, because I worked around the corner from that store, I got the most shifts yeah. because they'd give me the keys because if anything happened, I was around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, with all the overtime I made, because back then it was like the pay rates, but if you worked more than one day in a row, you got extra yeah. or mm-hmm. something. Um, can like build up. I made ten grand in a fortnight. <laughs> I'm not kidding about that. And Before or after? Well, especially tax. during all of the all the um because the there's time holidays. and a half public holidays. Yeah, yep. but and over time and over time. So, jeez. Over December, I made about fifteen grand. I remember. Was you were like that's a good month? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, but at yeah. the same time, it was like. After January, that's a I was lot like, of work though. To make that sort of money, that's a lot of days, a yeah, lot and of I was, hours. What was mm. I making? So I was making like twenty three dollars an hour or something. Yeah, twenty three dollars an hour. But back then, you also got to remember what we had time and a half, and then probably evening rates and yep. then evening rates, overtime after time. hours. Yeah. And then there was one day because I had worked three eight hour shifts in a row, I was actually making triple pay at that point because it kind of built up. Yeah, so that it, like financially it was a pretty good deal, but I kicked everyone out of the store and no one knew anything because we didn't have cameras in the store. They lied. Bloody assholes. Um, yeah, look, I mean, uh, that sort of situation is is pretty special. Um, uh, very briefly, I can remember a time when someone um, came in for sewing and we didn't have it and they called me a bullshit artist because I said we didn't have it. And I said, <laughs> I said, you think I would like withhold it from you? Like what you, do you want? specifically? Yeah, I was, I was like, do you really think I would actually be holding this, uh, holding this aside and hiding it from you so that way you when could I could come just in give it to you and, and you, you could, could leave. come in and call me a bullshit artist? <laughs> Are you serious? And then they were like, I'm out of it, and they walked away. They didn't talk to me anymore. I like that. It wasn't much, but just getting called a bullshit artist by someone and then getting to say the word back again and look at the um, an ex-manager of mine um, called a customer a cunt once yep. got into yep. a you know customers kicking off going on and 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 then he just stood there listening to this person going on and on and on and on and then finally at the end of that he said right are you done being a cunt now maybe we can get on with things and the guy just went oh, oh, oh. and then they were good Brilliant. Another guy spat in his face and then he, um, he called him a racist. And then he, the other guy, the customer who spat in his face called him um, something really offensive. And so then he called him a racist. 
and then kicked him out of the store. And then the wife of this guy made this customer come back and grovel and apologize. <laughs> and then they got on like best of friends after that's that. That's funny though. Yeah. Yeah. God. So yeah, there's a couple of stories. Um, oh, another time, because um, I worked in like a public, we worked in World Square. So mm. that's like a yeah. little, it's outdoor mall kind of thing in the mm. city. Um, I was on my lunch break and I was still wearing my t-shirt and I left the store and the woman recognized me from upstairs because we'd been talking about this globe she wanted to buy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because like Typo had like all these, they had all these Knick-knacks. things on, on display, but they weren't for sale. They were just props. Yeah. And one of them was this giant globe and she was asking me if she could buy it. And I'm like, it's not for sale. I can't no. sell it. And it's then she prop. came up to me at Coles while I was buying lunch. What? And was like, look, do you think we could just make some sort of deal? No. Oh my Get away God. from me. And I just looked at her and I'm like, I'm on my lunch break. I really don't care right now. And I walked away. Because at the end of the day, yeah. she was trying to buy something that wasn't for sale. Yeah. I could be as rude to her as what she want. What was she going to do? Call up the head office and be like, I was trying to buy something that wasn't for sale. It's like someone going oh. in and saying, I tried to buy the window of your building. You didn't sell it to me. So I yeah. can't have it. So the other day, I am at work and I decided to... Uh, duck off to the bathroom and I've used the customer ones instead of the co-worker ones because I didn't want to walk any further and as I go to wash my hands a customer comes up next to me washing his hands and just turns and starts asking me about products yeah not and right I'm just looking do you know what would have been funny though if you were at the urinal at least you were washing your hands oh yeah I, oh. <laughs> Not right oh now, mate. God. Sorry, I'm a little bit busy. You should oh, no. Dude. In that case, if I was a dude, I would just turn and look at them whilst maintaining stream. Oh, of course. <laughs> and just be like, I'm a bit busy. Just say that, <laughs> and that's it. And then turn back really slowly. Yeah. I think one of the best and worst I ever had was a customer came in, and I I picked my target very poorly this day because I I like to have a bit of a laugh with the customers some days, and oh how the fuck do I get out of here? And I just laughed and went, you don't. Oh, you're funny cunt, aren't you? (laughs) And he started berating me and I'm I'm like, yeah, okay, bye. And he just stormed off, kept kept yelling to himself and stormed off. Couldn't find the way out and came back five minutes later still yelling. How the fuck do I get out? Like, you know what? At this point, I'm going to show you because I want you out of here. Yeah, oh, you know, well, I sort of oh. came in early, like before we'd opened. There were forklifts that go through this particular place where I was working, and I'm working. Um, forklifts go through this place before the store opens, and yep. this person was walking around for it, and I was like, mate, you've got to get out of here. And he was like, I, I just need to find what I'm looking for. I'm like, yeah, How did you, you get in? cannot, because he walked under the ropes and through the security like signs and everything like that. He just ignored it. Yeah, and then I was like, you need to go back out. You cannot be in here. As soon as we're open, you can come straight back through these shortcuts, but you cannot be in here. And if you're in here and I've spoken to you and you're still in here, I'm up the creek, you know, so I'm telling you, you have to go. Anyway, he was really pissed off. The store finally opened and he was walking through and I was like, um, do you want me to show you the shortcut so you can skip everything that you've just seen? Again, he's like, nah, fuck you, mate. Like, what's your problem? And I was like, I don't want to lose my job because you couldn't be bothered waiting till we opened and you got hit by a forklift and killed. So that's not going to be on me. So if you have a problem with that, I'm sorry. I can't help you then. And then I just try not to argue anymore. I just call security and then I stand around and watch security deal with them. Well, that sound means it's time for us to go. But before we go, we have to get to our sick Kent of the week. And I think it is 
very, very obvious. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Scott Sice, you are our sick hint uh, of the week for this week because of what you've done for us and anyone that's ever worked in You're retail. the hero we deserved. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I mean, I like that. I was ever in doubt that he was not going to win that one. Um, that was sensational. Um, but this has been a fun week, guys. Yep. Very good week. Um, had a great fun time with this episode, Bianca. Fun thank discussions. you. Fun discussions. Fun discussion as always. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Drew. And uh, audience, thank you. Thank Until you, Thank you, Ball Boys. Yep. yep.